Matthew chapter 9, and we are in uh, verse 9. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he arose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at, at, at table in the house, Behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, Those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but for sinners. Matthew continues his, his account uh, of Jesus' ministry after Jesus had, uh, remember he had gone, he had, he had been in Capernaum, the north part of, of, of Galilee there on the Sea of Galilee and, 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 and crowds were, uh, were pressing in on him and he had gone to the other side to the, to, the, to the east, kind of in the middle, and, and cast out a, a, a demon uh, or, or, or many demons. And then he, he went back to Capernaum uh, there in, in, in the beginning of, of chapter 9. It's called, Matthew called it his own city. That is kind of Jesus' home base, his, his adopted hometown now that, that Nazareth has rejected him. And as he's... Uh, we, we saw last week where a, a paralytic was brought to Jesus by his friends and, and, and lowered down in, into this house, possibly Peter's house, uh, and, and, and Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. And, and the Pharisees, the scribes began to, to, to grumble and say he was blaspheming. A after that event, Jesus continues uh, there in, in Capernaum. Mark says that, that crowds followed him. He's, he's very popular now. Uh, people are, are interested in him, maybe because of this, this healing that he, that he provides, that he's, uh, he's, he's already healed multiple people, cast out demons. The, the account of him uh, calming the storm, has probably made the rounds and, 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 and great crowds are following him. And as, as he's passing along in, in Capernaum, uh, a pretty, pretty good-sized city, and, it, and it's on this, this, this highway, even a junction of highways that, that connect the north and the south. It, actually, the road that goes from Egypt all the way into to Syria and into the, to the east is there. Uh, there's, there's also a road going east and west there. It's, 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 it's right on the dividing point of, of two Roman provinces, one ruled by, by Philip, a, a descendant of Herod the Great, and the other by Herod Antipas. And, and so it's a, it's, a, it's a perfect place for someone like Matthew, a perfect place for Rome to gather taxes. That, that you've got commerce going between areas, uh, you've, you've got these highways. And so as Jesus is, is walking along, he sees this man sitting at the tax booth. 
And they say that the way Matthew wrote this is that kind of at the end of that sentence, he tacks on um, T-A-C-K. Tax on, not tax. Okay, never mind. He tax on the call to Matthew. That, then he's kind of like incidental who this was. The, the writer of the book knows full well that, that this account is not so much about him as it is about Jesus and what Jesus is doing and who Jesus is. And he says this, he, he's writing of himself. This man called, ta called Matthew is sitting at, at, at that tax booth and as Jesus walks by, he says, follow me. And unlike these, these previous disciples who said, well, let me, you know, let me bury my father. Let me take care of these things. says that, that Matthew rose up and immediately followed him. Now, we're, we're, we're not given the, the details, but, but chances are Matthew was already acquainted with Jesus. Great crowds are following him. Everybody, it would seem, knows of him. There, there are even those who come from, from Judea down in the south and, and the Decapolis and all over come to follow Jesus and, and to see what he's doing, to listen to his teachings, but, but also maybe as, as sort of a, I have this need, whether it's physical, um, we don't know if, if many of them came just because of their spiritual need, but, but that he's, he's popular, he's well-known. Matthew more than likely did know who he was, and Jesus passes by, and he, and he says, follow me. If you're like me back in high school, junior high, whenever you had English, you didn't really pay much attention. I mean, it's like, okay, we just got to get get out of this, get to something more fun. And, 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 and so, so the experts, those people that were interested in it, they say in, in the Greek, he uses present tense, follow me. Well, in English, present tense means what? It means it's happening right now. But in the Greek, present tense, present tense means continuous action. So that it starts now, but it continues into the future. So Jesus says, follow me and don't stop following me. That, that he's giving him, this is not just spend the afternoon with me, spend the day with me, you know, take off a week and, and, and see what, what this is all about. He's issuing Matthew a call for a lifetime. Follow me for the rest of your life, continuous action. When, when the three, I call them the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they all three record this event. And, and, and each one kind of gives us a, a little, some, some, some different nuances or, or happenings. Matthew's is really the, the most brief because he's, he's trying to take attention away from himself. Uh, but Luke says that he immediately left everything. I mean, think about that. He's, he's a tax collector. What do we know about the tax collectors in those times? He, he, I mean, bad reputation. I mean, it's kind of like, well, where do you start 
You know, do, do we start with, okay, they are considered traitors by the Jews, especially one like Matthew who is a Jew because they represent the occupying empire of Rome. They, they, they sort of buy their position. Rome says, this, here's the tax booth. It should produce, we want this much money from this tax booth. And, and, and so you, I'll do it. You know, and you've got to pay whatever their minimum is. So how do you make a living? They don't pay you. You have to extort more money than what the tax says you, you can, and, and then that's how you make your money. And, and so, so they were hated. We don't really put a face with tax people today, I don't think. I mean, it's like, okay, this person works for the IRS, you know, I've, I've known people in other churches, they worked for the IRS, and, they, and it, it just wasn't the same. They're, they're not a tax agent. They, in, in those days, with Rome being the, 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 the occupying uh, empire and army and nation there that's suppressing Israel and the Jews, for a Jew to become a tax collector for Rome was just, he was a pariah. He, he was evil incarnate. As a matter of fact, they even looked at him as a, at a tax collector, much like they would a, a thief, a robber, a, a murderer, that, that this, these were really bad people. And Jesus is walking along, and all of a sudden he stops at that booth. It's, it's, it's scandalous that he would invite a tax collector in the, in the ESV study Bible, in, in Mark's account, it says that likely being Capernaum and where this was, Matthew likely, they, they don't know for sure, collected taxes from fishermen. Okay, I'll give you about 10 seconds to, you know, connect those dots. There are at least four fishermen that are in Jesus' group of disciples, you know, we, and so we don't know. None of them record their, uh, their reaction. But, you know, how many times later does Jesus say, by this they will know your disciples, that you love one another? You know, Peter, James, John, Andrew, maybe even Philip, because he's from Bethsaida, their, 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 their town, were, were fishermen. Have they been paying taxes to this guy? who's a traitor, and now Jesus has invited him in? So, so, so fast forward, do we have people that we would look at in our society and say they walked in our church, and it's like, no way. Somebody get rid of them. Or that we know, and it's like, well, no, I, I, I can't share the gospel with them. They're, they're too bad. Okay, that was just a, a parenthetical clause. Let, let, let's keep going. He, he says, follow me, and, and as Luke says, he immediately, he left everything and he followed him. What's the, the, the next paragraph then is, is what happens next? And, and Matthew gives us a, a very brief, you know, like, like one sentence uh, about what happens is Jesus reclined at the table in the house and behold many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining, were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. What, 
what's happening here? Mark and, and Luke both record a, a, a larger uh, description, but that Matthew is so moved and, and, and so uh, happy to follow Jesus that he throws this great banquet for Jesus and his disciples. And he invites all his friends. If he's been a tax collector all of his life, that's the only career he's had, then who will be his friends? Not the Sadducees, Pharisees, scribes, the, the, the good Jewish people, but it will be other tax collectors. And then you get this, this add-on little um, other sinners, you know, that these others who, who the established religious uh, group says, now they're sinners, we, we, we can't associate with them to, to the extent that, that their view was we would be uh, un unclean if I associate with a, a, a tax collector or um, just fill in the blank with whatever the um, profession is. I mean, this is like inviting a politician to your house, a, a politician for the others, you know, the other party that, okay, I... I I support this party, and I'm going to get, you know, this party. It's that the, the, they were just, uh, the, they just didn't do that. And yet Matthew is so, um, he's so moved by Jesus inviting him. And, and it's a real conversion that, that Matthew experiences, and he, he wants to show his appreciation he invites all these others, and they're there in his house reclining with Jesus and his disciples. What does it mean, reclining? This is just kind of, uh, maybe it's nerdiness of, of you know, well, how, did they, how did they eat? You know, different cultures eat differently. So, so in those days they ate, and it was kind of a, a U-shaper like this, you know, tables that, that sort of make a horseshoe, a U, and, and they were low. You know, they didn't have all your uh, Duncan Fife and then Queen Anne, you know, guest or dining chairs. And, and so they would have cushions on the, on the ground. And they would lay, I'm not going to demonstrate because it'd be too low and you couldn't see it, but they would, they would stretch out, you know. And so your, 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 your head, your arms would be at the, on the table near the table, and your legs would be to the, to the, uh, to the wall behind you. That's, that they're, they're, they're literally reclining at, at the table. And to do that was a, a picture of friendship and, and fellowship. You didn't just recline and eat with people. If you ate with somebody, it, 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 it was an indicator of, of your relationship. And so Jesus goes into this tax collector's house and he's, he's eating with him, but not only him, other tax collectors and other sinners. Yes, sir. Well, what about the story of that, uh, that tax collector, Zacchaeus? Now, where, where was that? Was that, that was in Jericho. That was... Where he climbed up a tree. Yeah, he said so Jesus was leaving Jericho, I think, 
and it was on his way to Jerusalem that he meets another tax collector. And Zacchaeus is, is maybe, you know, Matthew seems to be working at the time. Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. Remember, so he ran, and he was blessed with shortness. Yes. And, and, and so he climbed up in a tree where he could see him. Yeah, but he was the same, the same way. And Jesus told him to come out of that tree. We, we're going to have dinner at your place. Yeah, and there's a song. Remember the song? But we're not going to sing it. Don't get scared. Um, so this is not the only time Jesus calls a, a, a tax collector. And then you throw in the other sinners. It's not the only time Jesus calls sinners. As, fact, and as a matter of fact, everyone Jesus calls is a, a sinner. Notice who initiated the contact. Did I already say that? Jesus initiates the call. The Holy Spirit initiates the call in, in our lives and in, in people, other people's lives that Jesus knows the heart. Now, the Pharisees, they think they know the heart, right? I mean, so, so what is their reaction? They see what's going on, and, and they say to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? It's almost like tax collectors are worse than sinners because they're sinners for Rome. Um, Yeah, they, they, they want to everybody tow their line, not, not God's line, but what they perceive to be God's rules, commandments, order uh, of, of, of things that they, that they should do. Um, Are there any Pharisees that's a rhetorical question, right? Yes. Yes. Are, are there Pharisees today? We, we probably, at least as Baptists, have like a couple of molecules of Pharisee DNA in, our, in, in ourselves that we, we, we could have those same tendencies, you know, that... that Well, I think one writer put it that there, Jesus accepts sinners as they are. And, and that, the, that there, there are two kinds of, of love being demonstrated here. One is transforming love, and, and one is accepting love. And, and they go hand in hand. That, that accepting love then transforms, that he accepts sinners as they are. There are no rules, no, no things that you have to do to be good enough for, for God, that he accepts us as we are, and then he transforms us in, into what he wants us to, to become. He says that, that accepting love without transforming love is indulgence, or enabling. I mean, think of that, that I accept them as they are, but then we drop it at that. It's like, okay, then, then, then 
to allow someone to then just continue in this sinful lifestyle per God's word is, is an enabling or an, an indulgence. And he, but he says that transforming love without accepting love, it's like, I, I, I wanna, I'm loving you, but I want you to, I want to transform you into this kind of person without accepting them as they are, as Jesus does, then that's judgmental. That, that it's like, no, you, I can't love you. I can't accept you until you're transformed. But Jesus does both in, in the perfect way, that he accepts us as we are and then transforms us. Now, how long does that transforming take? Pretty much <laughs> forever. forever. That that it's you know, and, and some bit parts of it are faster than than other things, but but some things it sometimes it takes God working a lifetime in our lives to transform us. You know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that that. It takes, we have, to, we have to be willing to allow him to do that work. You think that's why he's lived, he lives alone? He's, he's still got a lot to do. I'm a slow learner. <laughs> he's, he's having a time with me. <laughs> and, he's, he, and God's never through with us. You know, that, that each day he, he, he continues to transform us. That might be... I might be right. Remind me, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> okay, what page are we on? <laughs> so the disciple, I mean, I mean, the Pharisees see what's going on and, and, and they ask... Jesus' disciples, who are there? Uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's Luke that says that the Pharisees grumbled. You know, Matthew's kind of being nice to them, just saying that, that they saw this and they, and they said to the disciples, why is your teacher eating with tax collectors and sinners? And, and, and Luke, being a, a Gentile and even an outsider who, who, who wasn't, you know, part one of the 12 says they were grumbling. And, and that's probably really what happened, right? That they're like, look at him. All of you people, all these crowds, I mean, they're jealous that, that all these crowds are following Jesus. They discount his, his miracles and, and they grumble and point fingers. Why didn't the Pharisees ask Jesus himself? Did, did, yeah, In, intimidated by him because they, maybe deep down they know, but they, they don't want to change the status quo. We've, we've got a good thing going. We had all these followers and people trying to achieve 
uh, righteousness by our means. And, and Jesus says, even though he says, I came not to change one jot or tittle of the law, but this is what the law really means. And, and, and they're, they're trying to go around his back, but he knows what they're thinking, what's in their heart, and, 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 what, they're, and what they're saying. Look at Jesus' re response. He kind of gives, how many, let me see. Um, okay, two, maybe three uh, uh, replies or uh, response to them. He, he heard what they said, and he said, when someone is, is well, they don't need to go to a doctor. But those who are sick go to a doctor. I mean, that makes perfect sense, right? It's, it's logical. Now, I know certain insurance plans, if you're, you know, Medicare or, you know, and it's probably good common sense to go to the doctor once a year for your physical, even though you're not, you're not sick. Because you might be sick and you don't know it, but you go and you find out. But he, he, in, in general, we don't go to the doctor unless we're sick. You know, we, we, whatever it is. I mean, it makes sense. You understand. I don't have to try to keep explaining what, what that means. Who is sick in this case? Everyone. Every one of them. But the Pharisees don't realize they're sick. They don't realize they're sinners. They're looking at everybody else saying, those are the sinners. I mean, we could probably have started a, a, you know, a column on, our, on a piece of paper and said, okay, what are the, the traits that the Pharisees exhibit that maybe I need to make sure I'm not doing that? Looking at other people and saying, well, they're sick. They need a Savior, but I, I don't. Or, and then he continues, he says, go and learn what this means. That, that was a way uh, rabbis taught in, in those days. And what's, what's he doing when he says, go and learn what this means? I desire mercy and not sacrifice. He's telling them, go read Hosea. Because he's, it's a quote from Hosea 6.6. 6. So he's saying, you guys are, are studiers of the law. You're, 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 you're good Jewish disciples who, who know the law, who interpret the law, who, who, who try to live it. Go and learn what this means. And he sends them back to the book of Hosea in, in the middle of the 8th century B.C. or maybe the beginning of the 8th the, the century B.C., but you're counting backwards. Never mind. Around 750 B.C., where, where Hosea tells, he starts with the priests and the kings and the leaders of, of Israel, and he says, you have... You have forsaken the Lord. You're disobedient. 
you, 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 have, you have sinned, you have abandoned the Lord, and you leaders are leading the people away from, from the Lord. But you think you're doing well because you're giving sacrifices and, and, and you're, you're following these rules. But at the same time, you're worshiping Baal and, and all of these other gods. And, and you've, you've abandoned the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But you think you're doing good because you go to church on Sunday. In that case, it was Saturday. And he's saying, I don't desire sacrifice in that manner. What I desire is, is mercy, loving kindness. They said, don't, just because you do make these sacrifices, you are not righteous. And, he's, and he's tells the, the, the Pharisees there in, in, in Matthew's home or outside Matthew's home, it's like, yeah, you do all of these rules but you don't have mercy on sinners. I mean, in one sense, only God can have mercy on sinners, but they are judging them because they don't do this. And Jesus is saying, you're, you're missing the point. You can obey all of these laws, all of these commandments, and, and, but you're missing the mark, just like they did 750 years ago. And so he tells them, Go back and learn what that really means. And then he says, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Are, were there any righteous people there when Jesus spoke those words? No. Were there some self-righteous people there? Yes. And, and the same thing is true today. He came to call sinners, which is everyone. And what he's trying to get through to the Pharisees is you are a sinner just like this tax collector. Your sin before and, and, and beside and up against a holy, pure God, you're just as bad of a sinner as they are. And he says, that's why I came was, was, to, call, was to call sinners. It's interesting that Matthew records this event. Actually, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they, they all put it after the, the, the account of the healing of the, of the paralytic. But, but Matthew kind of sandwiches this, uh, this, this feast story with, with the next one that's about fasting uh, in between all of these healing miracles, these, these miracles. It's as if Matthew is equating his salvation with a miracle. We ever thought about that? That my salvation, my conversion is a miracle of God. Why is that? Okay, let me answer first. It's because we can't save ourselves. It, it's only by God's power, the redemptive power of Jesus' blood, that anyone can be saved. And Matthew just kind of throws it in, whether it's exactly chronologically the, the, the precise order. You kind of get the idea that it is, since 
Mark and Luke also put it in the same place. But it's right there with all those miracles. Here's another miracle. God, Jesus saving a tax collector. But take the, scratch out the tax collector and put your name in there. God saved Dave Thomas is a, was a miracle. And is a miracle as he continues to, to transform me into what he, he wants me to, to be. We could keep going, but, but we're not. We'll, we'll, we'll start in chapter 9, verse 14, next week. But what, what, can, we, what can we glean from, from this? In, 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 in the most recent passages, who has faith? Who demonstrates faith? In, in, in verses 1 through 9, it was the paralytic and his friends demonstrated faith, but, but the scribes said he's blaspheming. And, and here in, in, in verses 9 through 13, the tax collector demonstrates ha he has faith, but the Pharisees don't. Do we, where, where do we fall in, 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 in that? Do, do we really have faith in Jesus, or do we drift to the side of, well, I've got to do this, this, and this? And do we require that of other people? The, the Pharisees want to require the tax collectors and the sinners to, uh, to their type of righteousness. But Jesus says, follow me and keep following me. Some of, the, some of the, the, the 12 apostles, we know, or at least we think we know, more of what happened with them um, after Jesus was crucified, buried, raised from the dead, and then ascended to, to heaven. But we kind of, uh, Matthew's name or Levi's, he's called in Mark and, 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 and Luke. He, he after... The first part of Acts, he's, he's not mentioned anymore. You know, whereas, you know, Paul, we know, probably went to Rome. And, 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 and John, the son of Zebedee, was exiled to the, to the island of Patmos. And, and, and Peter went to Rome and, and was crucified upside down because he, he said he wasn't worthy to be crucified uh, like, like Jesus. But, but Matthew and, and some of the others, we don't know exactly what happened. But, but early stories in, by, by church historians uh, in, the, in the second century uh, after, after, after Jesus, ones who would know, said that he, he continued to, to preach and teach in Judea, you know, around Jerusalem. And, and then he went out, said, to other places. And, and the tradition is that he went to to Africa, to Ethiopia, and, and other nations there in the, in the northern part of Africa, and was he himself eventually martyred 
and, and, and killed for the, the, the gospel. But that Matthew, as, 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 as he writes, that he rose and he followed him, that, that it was a lifetime of, of following Jesus. And so I think he's, a, he, he's one that we can emulate, that, 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 that following Christ isn't just for a short season, but it's when he says, follow me with a present tense verse, verb, meaning continuous action, that we follow him then for the rest of our lives and, and, and we don't leave him or forsake him just as he's promised to never leave or forsake us. That Jesus looks as he's going there in, 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 in Galilee and, and teaching and healing and proclaiming that, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand who does he stop for? He stops for sinners. And not just your everyday run-of-the-mill minor sinner, but one of the worst kind of sinners that, that they knew of or that the people considered a sinner, a tax collector. Who do we stop for? to share the gospel? Who, who do we look at and say, there but by the grace of God go I? Somebody like us or somebody that's, oh man, that, that person's too bad. No, there's accepting love followed by transforming love and that, that only God can, can do that. Anything else? So we go from a feast this week to a fast next week. Or oh, a question about fasting. We did have a feast. Thank you. I saw Peggy bringing in stuff. Who? Rhonda. Thank you, Rhonda. And Barbara. Well, thank you for, um, and I guess this was the first Sunday of the, of the month. So thank you, everyone who does that and, and your faithfulness in doing it. They're going to fast next week. Well, that's, we'll see. <laughs> but that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> I heard somebody say they were going to go buy some uh, bigger plates because, and I said, amen, you know. <laughs> Let's pray and then we'll, we'll go. Father, we thank you for loving us that while we were yet sinners, Christ came and died for us, that by your power he was raised on the third day and has ascended to your right hand now where he, he makes intercession on our behalf. God, help us to understand what you mean by you don't seek sacrifice but want mercy. God, maybe we'd be ones that, that, that seek to love you with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and that, that, that we would love our neighbors as ourselves. God, use us as your tools 
to share the gospel of Christ with those who we meet, that we might tell them of your accepting love and your transforming love. And God, may you continue to work your transforming love in, in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.